It's a great place to be today. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we, as in our church as a whole, just finished a 21-day devotional. How many of you guys have been joining us with that process? Yeah, awesome. Really good, right? Every day they have the topic that you focus on, and then they have the scripture that kind of goes along with it. So you're learning something new, and they're giving you scripture um, and to kind of teach into teaching that topic. Now, every day you get something, right? Anybody else get something more than once? You're reading through, you're like, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, that's a great, I've never heard someone explain it so well. That's great, I'll take that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can say, yeah, I got the Yeah, okay. So you experience that, right? Okay, which is good. We need to be able to hear, spiritually ears to hear, when God's speaking to us. We're, uh, in teaching the youth and in training the youth up, you want to know how to hear the voice of God. Well, it's right here. No, it's down here. Whoop. It's in my iPad too, but for visuals. It's here. The same voice that breathed this into existence is the same voice that talks to you in your car, your quiet time, anywhere you are. So you want to learn how to hear the voice of God? Read this. What we did is I asked everybody to read through uh, the first through second chapter of John. I like John. A lot of red in John. You want to hear God's voice? Listen to it. So I had them read through John. And then after they were finished reading, I went around the room, about 20 plus kids. And I asked each of them, okay, so what did you get from it? When you read through it, what stuck out and, and got your attention? And everyone had something different. So I said, that's amazing. Do you know what you just did? You just heard God's voice. And based on what you got, write it down. Look, that's what God's talking to you about right now. It's a starting point. It's interactive, not just knowledge. God's speaking to you. And in that moment, you can, by the Spirit of God, interpret what God is saying to the specific person. Okay. So you got a word. You got something during the devotional. It was really good. 21 days of nothing but, if you will, seed being cast out in front of you. Oh, that, that was good. That verse was great. Oh, this speaks to my situation. But now that that's over, my question to you is, what did you hold on to? We can't learn everything at once. We can't take everything in at once. What did you hold on to? Usually, when God's speaking, you're getting all these things, but there's that underlying message, what he's speaking to your heart about. Look back through your notes. You'll see it. That's what God's talking to you about right now. Are you holding on to something? Are you holding on to it? That's what I want to teach this morning. I'm going to be teaching on stewarding. So here's what I want you to do before we get started. Did you come to church with some level of expectation? Amen. Did you come to church with some level of expectation? Yes. Okay, that's good. I like that. There we go. Okay, that's, that's a starting point. Now, look in front of you. Most of you have a pen in front of you. Sorry, front row. Uh, you've got your phones and tablets or whatever you use. But there's a pen in front of you and there's paper. Grab that out. If you're expecting God to give you something, he's wanting you to value it and steward it. Not in one ear, out the other. He's wanting it to stay, get implanted in your spirit. So if you want to come expecting, get ready to steward. I ask the youth every week, I said, this year I want each of you to bring a notebook with you. That is your level of expectation. I provided it for you for the past two years, but now you're going to start learning how to walk in this stuff yourself. You come with no expectation, you'll leave with nothing. You come with little expectation, you'll leave with a little. You come with great expectation, God will meet you where you're at and give you great revelation, great life. You tracking with me? Yes. Okay, get that paper out. 
Or if you can take notes on your phone, take notes on your phone. Okay. So it's one thing to hear the truth and receive it. And it's another thing to hear the truth, receive it, and hold on to it. Okay, write this down. Well, you can title this if you'd like. Please do. It's stewarding. That's your first step in stewarding is writing that down. And we're going to be reading, write this down, James 1, 21 through 25. James 1, 21 through 25. And it says this. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. He observes himself Looks into the perfect law. Uh, sorry, and that's facing here. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. See, he he got it in the moment, but he didn't hold on to it. So when he left, it did nothing for him. Picking up again, it says, "But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work." This one will be blessed in what he does. Do you want to be blessed in what you do? Yes. Steward. It starts with stewarding. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Okay, I want to start back up at the top. This is where we're going to be for the service is this, is this verse. Starting at the top. Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Lay aside, meaning to cast off. Does anybody like spiders in the house? Everybody, who here is not a fan of spiders? You ever had like a big spider fall on you? Yes. How do you respond? <laughs> Get that off me. I don't want that. That's how I, my wife is testament to that. Jake, what's he doing? Get the spiders off. Um, and, then, and then you go, bam, and you get them. Um, okay, so cast off all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Filthiness is an external quality. Wickedness is an internal quality. This is talking about the natural realm and the spirit realm. It's tied together. If you want to read that for yourself, I'm going to give you this first. I'm not going to read through it, but Matthew 18, 18, and Ephesians 6, 12. Both of these verses, I'll give it to you one more time, Matthew 18, 18, and Ephesians 6, 12. Both of these verses talk about how the natural realm and the spirit realm are connected. When I bind in heaven is bound on, what I bind in on earth is bound in heaven and vice versa. It talks about powers and principalities of an unseen realm, a spirit realm. So right now, before we even get into stewarding, it says, cast off all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Before life can get implanted, death has to be cast out. Before life can get implanted, write that down. Before life can get implanted, death has to be cast out. What's the point? The point is this. When it comes to stewarding, deliverance has to come first. You can write that down too. When it comes to stewarding, deliverance has to come first. Let's talk about deliverance. 
Normally, in most church settings, when you're talking about deliverance, you're thinking of that person who's in need of deliverance, and you are, um, we think of it as someone having a demon cast out or something like that, which is true. That is part of deliverance, okay? But do you realize that deliverance is not, it's not a one-time thing? Jesus is our Savior. He delivered us out of bondage. He delivers my life out of bondage, and now I don't go, I don't have need for a Savior anymore. Just like I, I, I go, I don't say, I don't go down the list of, what does it say in, um, what is it, Galatians, what does it say? It says in Isaiah 9 through 6, where it talks about God as our um, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, mighty God. It lists all these qualities of who God is. He doesn't stop providing in those ways once he's done it once. So what's my point? Deliverance doesn't happen just once. Look at the children of Israel. God brought them out of bondage, out of Egypt. He brings them into the wilderness. The environment had to change. Before God wanted to do something, death had to be cast off. The environment had to change. Now they're in the wilderness, and all of a sudden, the way they think, the way they behave, the way they believe, the way they live, their minds, their hearts, their behavior, they still need deliverance in those areas. Do you see what I'm saying? Deliverance isn't a one-time thing. You need God to save you out of ways of thinking, out of ways of living, out of ways of behaving. Before a seed can be planted, death has to be cast off. Walking in the kingdom of God is an all-in deal. Don't be holding on to your idol and holding on to the kingdom. It doesn't work like that. That's like saying, I'm gonna, seed's going to get sown, and I'm going to go out and get this huge thing of crows, and I'm going to say, you can just live in this area, and then go, geez, God, why isn't anything happening in my life? Why am I not seeing this? Why am I not seeing that? And all of a sudden, immaturity kicks in, and you go, it must not be real. But God's saying the kingdom is an all-in walk. It's an all-in deal. Death has to be cast out before life can be planted, before life can take root. Okay. I want to read this. Speaking of the children of Israel, God was bringing them out of bondage into freedom, and from a place of freedom, they needed to learn how to walk in the promised land so that God would be made known on the earth. That song we sang, God, you're a provider, then you're providing out. Same God. God brings us out of bondage into a place of freedom. And from that place of freedom, we have to learn to walk in the promises of God so that he can be made known on the earth through us. Walking in the kingdom is learning how to walk on the promises of God. It's a process. Everything we get, everything we get, comes in seed form. The Lord's love, his joy, his peace, his patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You don't just get these things because you love Jesus. (laughs) You've met Christians. Come on. You don't just get these things because you love the Lord. You get them in seed form because you have to steward it. You have to steward it. Glad that banner's still up today. I would have dug it out if it wasn't. Okay. Before life gets implanted, death has to be cast. Before life gets implanted, death has to be cast out, cast off. Remember he said to continue in a thing? 
not to walk away. It's to continue in it. I didn't see the result the first time. The same God that gave the promise of say to this mountain, move, and it'll move, is the same God who teaches the waiting, the same God who teaches the process, the same God who teaches the abiding, the same God who teaches you how to be steadfast. It wasn't a one-time deal. He looked at the disciples and he said, this is a way of life. you got to learn to stand on my truth and say to that thing that is opposite my truth, move. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an all-in deal. It's an all-in deal. Okay. The quality, let's go down here. Okay, so we're going to pick back up in 1 James 1.22. And it says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Why? Why deceiving yourselves? Because you can grow in the natural and assume that the spirit grows in tangent with you. When it doesn't, because this, this is all by choice. All of that's by choice. It says, don't be deceived. Don't look in the mirror. Don't go, yeah, I got John 3.16 in my head. But then don't apply the same faith that you apply to John 3.16 to James 1.25. You apply the same faith across the board. Amen. Mountain. Why? Impossibility. Amen. You were given faith to destroy Impossibility. Discouragement is a crow. Depression is a crow. Unbelief is a crow. Swat them away. Stop feeding them. Here we go. Okay, no, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, let's see. But Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. We laugh at that, but we do it. We need to stop doing it. Doing it, is, that is not good. Okay, uh, James 1.22, it says this, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man. Like I said, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Write this down. The quality of a hearer is one who receives. The quality of a hearer is one who receives. The quality of a hearer is one who receives. You have to choose to believe what God's word is saying in order to receive that truth in your life. If you've ever been in a situation where someone is so broken and you were talking about Jesus, everything in them is, they don't understand all of it, but the spirit that's in them is crying out for life. They don't understand it, but they, in that moment, when they receive Jesus, they believe. They said, this is so bad. I got nothing left to lose. In some situations, it's a desperation, but it's belief in its rawest form. It, it, they just take it in. They don't have it all figured it out. They don't have it all figured out, but they choose to believe it. If you want to receive something, you've got to believe it's real. In your heart, there has to be a, yeah, God, put it right here. I have to believe it's real. I've got to receive it. And you know what? It's got to come out of your mouth. Why? So that you can hear it and believe it. Say, God, I receive that. If I'm in a service and I hear something, that's why I'm saying it. I receive that, Lord. I'm pulling on that anointing. God, that truth that just came out of Pastor Ryan, that truth that just came out of Nick, that truth that just came forth on a Sunday, I receive that. In worship, don't just sing it. Sing it from a belief. Okay, here we go. So, the quality of here is one who receives. We got that. Write this down. The quality of a doer 
is one who acts on what's been received. Write that down. The quality of a doer is one who acts on what's been received. You steward truth by mixing your faith with it, by acting on it. You got to take it in. Now you got to do something with it. Okay. Okay. I want you to write down 1 Corinthians 3, 6. 1 Corinthians 3, 6. This is Paul talking. Paul says this. While you're writing it down, I'll read it to you. Paul says this. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. See, the first two parts are on us. I planted, Apollos watered, but God brought the increase. I received the implanted truth. I stewarded, that's what the watering is. I stewarded. I brought things into my life that, the, that built on that belief, that reinforced it. My circumstances, no, I didn't bring those in to reinforce it. What I've witnessed, I don't bring that in to reinforce it. I take the truth because God said, it's going to move. And I said, that's my reinforcement. God's word doesn't change, and it will never change. So I continue to water it. But I can't just water it. i got to steward it. I've got to actually act on it. I've got to actually trust in the Holy Spirit that God's given me. The Holy Spirit helps you with all of this. He's the one who revealed Christ to you. The Holy Spirit reveals your need for Christ to receive his Lord and Savior. He's still talking, and he's loud. And he's going, you see all this over here? It takes me to do that. I have to receive a thing. I have to steward it. I've got to practice it. I've got to give God a job to do. It says he brings the growth. He brings the increase. You don't do that. He does that. So you've got to hear a thing. I I take it down deep. And this is already presupposing that you've cast off whatever junk that you were carrying. Because you can't do this and hold on to sin, idols. All those things in their final form are death. You can't hold on to death and expect life. You got to break that. You got to cast it off with your words. Okay, so here a doer. Okay, give God something to do. Give Him something to grow. Give Him something to increase. He's waiting for it. You ever had a thought go through your head when you're trying to act on faith? You feel like God said to do something. You're doing it. You're like, man, I look stupid. Being honest, yeah. or man, I look foolish. Man, God, I'm not. You go through that. What does God see? I gave him a seed. He took it. And oh my gosh, he's stewarding it. Now I can bring the growth and increase. God can't bring growth and increase where you haven't taken seed and you haven't stewarded it. Complaining got the Israelites a 40-year donut. 40 years. What are we doing? Making another left. They wandered because they complained. He's not doing it. Why would he lead us out here? Why would he take the blah, 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 blah? Who got to see the promised land? The ones that took the promise, received it, and said, I ain't letting go until I'm in that land. A whole generation had to be raised up so they could have kids die off. And then the ones that held on to the promises got to take the kids and go into the promised land and see what God does. Amen. That's what they did. Amen. The spies went and some saw fruit and some saw giants. Is it a mountain or is it an opportunity for fruit? What do you see? What are you telling yourself about it? What's God's word say about it? He says, stand on this and say, move. In everything. Move. 
Okay, let's keep going. Okay, so in Matthew, <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, cool. Okay, in Matthew 13, write that down. Matthew 13, we love this. We know this. If I was to read it to you, you'd be like, yeah, I know this. It's the parable of the sower. And Matthew 13 is the parable of the sower. And in Matthew 28 is the Great Commission. This is interesting. In Matthew 13, Jesus teaches that you're the soil. But in Matthew 18, at the end of his ministry, he teaches that you're the sower. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet, my life, me, before it's ever a light into my path. And by the way, that's not God showing you what you want to do with your life. He's showing you what he's doing. You're a follower. Okay, so it's for you first. See, you got to be soil before you can be a sower. When something is planted and is watered and growth comes, the thing that God adds, growth comes, it doesn't have seed to give away until it's budded fruit. Then it has seed to give away. If you go on living where you're not where you're holding on to the the internal the spiritual filth uh, sorry the external filth and the spiritual you're holding on to the the, the 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 way of thinking that you need to be delivered from the way of living that you need to be delivered from and you're holding on to those things trying to make it happen don't don't do that god makes it happen that's his job Amen. he brings the growth yes. so if i'm if i'm living in that way when you go Look, I'm a Christian. I'm here to sow. I'm here to make disciples. And you get up to people. It doesn't matter if what you're quoting is in black or in red. They're looking at your tree. Well, what does your life say? They're looking for the fruit. I just spit on that iPad. I'm sorry. They're looking for the fruit. They're looking for the tangible. They're looking for what, what right now. They're looking for that tangible substance. You cast off. The garbage, you believe what is written and what is said, and you learn to walk in it. That's the stewarding. Stewarding is learning to walk in the promises of God. It's a process. So now, as I'm stewarding these things, I'm taking risk. It's in my personal life first. It's for me per first. I'm not coming up to prayer for someone else, I'm coming up for me. It's for me first. Because as I start moving, God sees my heart. He sees his seed in my heart. So what he does is he goes, bring the increase, bring the fruit, bring the testimony. Because all of a sudden, once you start bearing fruit, now you have seed to give away. Now you've got something to give. And your words have a validity to it because of who you are, because of what God's doing in you. Okay. Cast off the nonsense. Receive the word as truth. I'm just going to keep going over this. We're going to get this. Okay. Receive the word as truth and then steward it. And understand along the way, you run into patterns of thinking, patterns of living, patterns of behaving that are now being confronted. Why do you think there was giants left in the land? They had some lessons to learn still about provision. Okay, so when you come up against those things, it's, it's saying, Lord, would you deliver me out of this way of thinking? Would you save me from this way of thinking? Would you, would you help me? 
So I'm taking a word, and I'm stewarding it, and God brings the growth. Yeah, I'll help you. Here's the revelation. Here's the insight. But if your heart is heart, and you're holding on to stuff, nothing's going to grow. Not like it was intended to. Okay, so we've discussed this. I want to run something through that pipeline. Okay, back in 2011, I was given a word. It's actually Isaiah 60. I actually got it from you, Sandy. I was given a word for my life. I want to read a portion of it. Not the whole thing, but I'm going to read the portion of it. It's Isaiah 60, and it says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. Say, my light has come. My light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Say, the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. Get this, for darkness, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth, but deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over me, and his glory will be seen on me. Now, I got that verse. That was a seed. I got that, and I said, I believe that. I don't have it all figured out, but I will. But I'm choosing to believe this. Okay, God, what does that mean? Arise and shine, for my light has come. The glory of the Lord is upon me. God's glory is the substance of who he is. It's the substance of who he is. Okay, well, I've got the joy of the Lord. Not, not happiness. The world can have that. They have that. It's circumstantial. Life does this. Their temperament does, people do this. We can fall into that sometimes. Something bad happens and it brings you down. But the joy of the Lord isn't found in circumstances. Circumstances, it's seated with him. Life can't touch it. But you've got to learn to walk in it. That means when you walk in and someone's got a bad attitude, you don't pick it up. Yeah. It means when you come in and someone is saying something that isn't true, like gossip things like you come in and you say, oh, you know what? I'm not gonna enter into that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let your crows in where I'm trying to grow something. Does that make sense? My environment changes. I start to guard what I listen to, guard what I watch, guard what I say. I'm stewarding seed. I want to see the glory of the Lord rise upon me. So I do this. This is what, 10, 11 years ago? I start there. Okay. And I begin to grow on that. I begin to choose life. I don't feel super happy right now, but God says his joy can be pulled on at any time, in any circumstance, anywhere. So what I did is on my way to work every day, I declare Isaiah 60 in my car. I declare that God has given me his, his glories upon me and that though darkness covers the industry and deep darkness the people, God's glory will see them. They're going to see fruit. I'm going to get seed to give away. And so year after year, I invest in this. This is wonderful. Okay, so you invest in something. God causes growth. Buds come out. Now you have fruit. I, um, okay. Oh, what's a good one? Oh, what's a good one? Come on. Uh, okay, so there's, a, there's this one studio I start working at. And I pull up to the gate, and you can go through the gate, or you can go through the fast pass. You don't have to deal with people. You can just, through. I'm convinced that God killed my fast pass sticker because I got it. And guess what? Never worked. The fast pass. No shortcuts. Um, so I have to go through the shack every day, but I'm fine with that. I come to work radiating. That, that, that's what it is. I'm choosing life. I've never showed up to work unhappy a day in my life. I have to choose that. You've got to steward that. Devil, come try and snatch it from you. Like, that's a crow. That's a crow. That's a good go, Pow. Bye, crow. Okay. But you get the idea. You get this. <laughs> Can I be me? Yes. Okay. You get the idea. So I pull up to the guard shack every day. How's it going? I know him by name. I'm being intentional because I've got joy. And the purpose of that, once you start getting seed in your life, is to give it away. 
How's it going? How's your day been? How's your wife? How's your kids? Genuinely. Not just making small talk. It's coming from a genuine place of, I know what God's doing in my life, and I want to see it in your life, so I'm going to spread joy. I do this the whole time I'm there. They even tried to get me in the fast pass lane one day, and I kid you not, like, Wes, back it up, pull it in, back it up. I'm like, guys, it's not reading my sticker. Like, we did this, there was a, it held up the street. It was funny. I thought it was terrible at the time because you're new and every time I came at you and like, that's the guy, but who cares? Um, so I'm going through the gate and I get to know this whole team of people. It doesn't matter if you were the president of the studio. It doesn't matter if you were a part of the maintenance and repairs. It doesn't matter if you were a production. It doesn't matter if you were TV or live action. It doesn't matter if you were the security team. If I met you while I worked there, I knew my job was to spread. I'm not just going there to work. I'm going to spread joy. I'm taking what God's growing in my life, and I'm wanting to see that spiritual growth where now I'm spreading. So I get it. I do this. This happens for a while. Well, one day, is anybody asleep right now? Okay, good. <laughs> one day, I get invited. My crew, they're like, hey, Wes, we're going to go out to lunch, and uh, you want to come with us? I said, well, who's driving? I always check who's driving. I'm like, who's driving? So I've seen you drive. I've seen you drive. You're going to get me killed. I'm like, who's driving? And they're like, uh, so-and-so is. I'm like, oh, he's a dad. I trust him. He'll take care of me. <laughs> he's got kids, and he's not going to, you know, he's a safe driver. So we go. We get lunch, but now we're coming back, and I'm not in my car. And there's one, two, there's five of us. And we pull up to the gate, and the security guard, I know him well. He pops out. His glasses are still on. He comes over, and I'm just like, this is very different. <laughs> he goes, okay, I need to see proof of you over. I need to see your badges and da-da-da-da-da. And he's serious. I was like, oh. And so <laughs> I hand my badge, because he can't see me. I hand my badge over, and he's thumbing through him, and he goes, Jake, I was like, Jake, you got Jacob West, are you in the car? I'm like, how's it going? He goes, you guys are with Jake, he must be okay. Glances out the badges, throws me in the car, punches the gate, goes, have a great day. We pull not even out of earshot, and I kid you not, <laughs> unanimous in the car. What the, what the, what? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> they're, they're losing it, and they're serious. And so I laugh, I go, what's wrong? And I'm realizing right now, oh, we're having two different experiences here. <laughs> and so we pull forward, and they go, what the heck was that? And I go, oh, that's so-and-so. They're the nicest person in that shack. They're like, no, that's the meanest person in that shack. That's the first time I've seen him smile. I had empty out my car the other day to prove I wasn't smuggling something in. He didn't even look at my badge. <laughs> Why? That was my harvest. That's a blessing to me. I'm so in joy. So they go, okay, we're going to lunch. Wes, you're coming with us. I forgot my badge. <laughs> What's happening? They recognize you have something that is not taken by circumstance because it's with you every day. How many times I've been accused? <laughs> we'll go here too. I'm working in the studio. We're in a bullpen for like 25 people. And I come in and I come in like I don't know any better other than I'm mixing my faith that this is true, that I have the joy of the Lord. And I come in happy every day. Well, one day I come in, this is like 25 people in an open room. Imagine like 25 people in an open room and everything is in the open. So if you're talking to somebody, everybody can hear it. Okay. If you're getting critiqued on an assignment, everybody can hear it. There's no privacy. You know what I call that? Sink or swim. So I'm in there, and I come in, and I got my, I had like, remember that little bag you got me one point in I come in like this. I'm so excited. I come into work, and my, my producer looks at me, and he goes, that's unnatural. I say, well, what do you mean? He's like, you're always so, they'll use the word happy. They don't know it's joy. You're always so happy. And he goes, 
and there's like at this point about 10 people in the office and they're they're listening they're thinking the same thing and he goes you smoke weed west <laughs> i said no he goes you smoke a lot of weed i said no man it's me i got a lot to be thankful for and they're like you have this every day when you come in what's happening they're seeing something in the spirit realm. They're getting a hold. They, they'll call it happiness. They'll call it a good vibe. They'll call it whatever. They don't have a grid for it, but they're seeing the fruit of God's work in my life. What's happening? A validity is being built. Watch this. We go into a meeting. This is us essentially being told we're going to be let go. My project's coming to an end. We're going to be told we're going to let go. That's the meeting we're walking into. They know me. I don't gossip. I don't cuss. I don't swear. I watch what comes out of my mouth. I try to watch what comes out of my mouth very carefully. And they see favor in my life. They know there is something different. And they'll tell me that. Well, anyway, so we go to this meeting. It's our whole team. It's like 50 people. And we're essentially being let know that we're going to be let go in a couple weeks. That's fun news, right? That's a circumstance. That's a giant in the land. That's what that is. I know that. God got me my job. He'll get me another one. God gives me favor wherever I go. He'll give me favor at the next place too. So we walk into this meeting. The guy sits down and he starts talking and you start to pick up. Like this is a casual way of saying you're all gone in two weeks. I know that's happening in the room. But for me, I'm like, I'm not worried. My joy is in the Lord. He'll provide. He did it then. He'll do it now. Literally what I'm telling myself, I'm good. See what I did during the meeting? I started learning. He was telling us about broadcast and streaming and da 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 da. He up and leaves. The v- people are just like, Whoa. I mean, you, you don't have Jesus. He's told you lost your job in two weeks. You don't have any hope. You don't have any of that? Yeah. Internal spiritual turmoil. You see it externally. People weighed down. People burdened by something. We get back to the. <laughs> I can't even get it out of my mouth. We get back to the trailer. We go in the bullpen. So there's no. Directors, no producers, no super, whatever. It's, it's about to get real honest, real colorful. And I know this. So we go back in and everybody's just complaining and talking about this and da 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 And one of my coworkers, because I'm kind of stuck, because we always walked in together and then everybody's like, Bleh. So we're standing there and I'm like, well, I'm not feeling this. I'm, this, is, I'm, I'm, this isn't on me. Uh, and so, like, you can't keep your crows on me? No crows. And so they're sitting there complaining and I'm like, kind of making my way back to my office. And the one guy, oldest guy in the trailer, he looks at me and he goes, I don't even want to know what you think, West. I don't even want to know what you think. And someone else is like, please tell me what you think, because this sucks. And I just said, you know what? I learned something in that meeting. I learned where the industry's headed. I've learned where we're going as a crew. I learned something. See, I didn't complain. I didn't take on a bad attitude. I didn't jump on the, the wagon. I did something different because the fruit in my life is different. You know what happens? What the West? Come on, why are you walking out of there with joy? How you have such a good, get out of here, man. They wanted to complain, but they couldn't. And the moment I said that, the moment I said, this is what I am choosing, everybody dispersed. The conversation fizzled out. What are you going to say? How can I complain against something this guy's got? This happened time and time again as I worked for this studio. And you know what? It gave me open doors. It, there was validity. There was some substance to what I was saying. So when people would choose to come and ask, I had seed to give. 
and they look at you and they look at your life. That's what they're looking at. They don't care what you have memorized, but if there's fruit in your life and God did it for you, he can do it for them. I had one person asked me one time, they, they were sharing something. I said, you know, God can speak through dreams. And the moment I said, I said, Lord, I'm about to open a big old can of worms right now. And I knew the moment I said it, I'm like, God, if someone calls me on the carpet, you're going to have to give me an interpretation because that's where it comes from. It comes from you. I said, yeah, that's an interesting dream you had. Do you know God speaks through dreams? And immediately one person goes, he does? Here's my dream. I had it last night. There's a group of us. And I was like, okay. Okay, God. I stepped out in faith to steward something. I stepped out to act on the truth that you give dreams. You speak to, not just Christians. I mean, these kings were wicked. They got dreams from God. They just needed a man of God to interpret it. So what am I doing? That seed was in my life. I knew God did that. There'd already been fruit there. So when this person says, I said, okay, God must have the interpretation. So they gave me the dream. I said, that's interesting. Here's the deal. I'm like, if this is God, it's going to sit so well with him because it's going to be so freaky how accurate it is to their life that it must be a God. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Not a fortune cookie, but it must be a God. There's, there's, there's a heart back here. Okay, so they said it, and I looked at the other person, and I said, okay. I was like, okay, God. I said, here's what it means. God's talking to you about your walk in the kingdom. This is your role in the kingdom. And I started going through it. And I'm watching. And I go, if this is God, it'll hit her heart so strong, it's going to freak her out. Because it's showing that there's a God in heaven. Not God's, one God. God in heaven that loves her. She sat back and went, oh my gosh. The Bible teaches you how to do that? <laughs> what happened? A seed, pow, in enemy territory. Yeah. It, it, something took root. You can't do that until you start with yourself, with your life. you got to cast all the nonsense off. Make space. Receive the seed of the truth of God's word. Steward it so that you can grow to have seed to give away. And you go from being a soil to a sower. Okay? Everybody stand up for a second. Can I get the band up here for, for worship, please? And if I could have it, yeah, are you standing up? Praise God. Praise God. And we're just going to, can I just get some, some music in the background? Can everybody just raise your hands? We're just going to wait on God. We want to receive. This is a posture right now. This is you acting on your faith. If you want to receive, put your hands in the air. Thank you, God. Praise your name. Praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't have words, use the gift of tongues. Pray in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. God, you are a good God. You want to bring growth. You want to bring life. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise your name. We praise your name. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Here's the deal. If this is you and you've got, you can keep praying to the Lord and listen at the same time. If this is you and you have something that needs to be cast off, you've got a heaviness on you and a heaviness in you, come to the front right now. Amen. We're going to cast it off. If you've got something plaguing your mind, something plaguing your life, and you want to, yeah, come on, keep coming forward. Yeah, and you want that gone? Come on. We're going to cast that off in 